listening to Work From The Weight, a personal weight loss journey podcast, a place to share the ups and downs, the experiences, and the science of weight loss, all to encourage you to reach your own weight loss goals. Here's your host, Randy Black. On this episode, we're going to begin to examine 10 weight loss myths and misconceptions and work to debunk each of them to aid you in working from the weight. Weight loss is a topic that's often surrounded by various myths and misconceptions. Everyone thinks they know what's best for everyone else. But in truth, they really may just be spreading falsehoods that can hurt individuals on their weight loss journey more than help them. To help illustrate that, here are the first five on our list of 10 of the most prevalent myths and misconceptions about weight loss out there today. Myth number one, crash diets are an effective long-term solution for weight loss. Crash diets are extreme and restrictive eating plans that promise rapid weight loss in a short period of time. They often promote severe caloric reduction or eliminate entire food groups. While they may lead to quick initial weight loss, they're not sustainable and can be harmful to your health. Here's some examples of those crash diets that have been used for weight loss. The cabbage soup diet. This diet involves consuming large amounts of cabbage soup along with limited amounts of additional food for seven days. It's very low in calories and nutrients and can lead to fatigue, nutrient deficiencies, and gastrointestinal issues. The master cleanse or the lemonade diet. This diet requires drinking a concoction of lemon juice, cayenne pepper, maple syrup, and water for several days. If you've ever seen the episode of The Office, when they're in the weight loss competition, you see Kelly Kapoor, played by Mindy Kaling, taking part in this crash diet. It severely restricts the calorie intake you have and lacks essential nutrients. It can lead to potential health risks and can definitely lead to muscle loss. The grapefruit diet. This diet suggests eating grapefruit or grapefruit juice before or with every meal. Now, while grapefruit is healthy, this diet's extreme restriction of other foods can be nutritionally imbalanced and difficult to maintain. The 500 calorie diet or the very low calorie diet, the VLCD. This diet limits daily calorie intake to just 500 calories or left. Less, often using meal replacement shakes or bars. It can lead to severe nutrient deficiencies, muscle loss, and other health problems. We have the baby food diet. Mm, That sounds good. This diet involves replacing regular meals with baby food jars to control portion sizes and calorie intake. It's low in calories and lacks the variety and the nutrients needed for adult nutrition. The HCG diet. This diet combines a very low calorie intake with injections or drops of human chorionic gonadotropin. I've never heard of this before. That's HCG. It's a hormone that's produced during pregnancy for women. The effectiveness and safety of this diet are extremely controversial, and it could definitely lead to some nutrition deficiencies and muscle loss. And the last one is the Adkins diet, the induction phase. 
While the Atkins diet isn't necessarily a crash diet, its initial phase or induction drastically restricts carbohydrate intake, which can lead to rapid weight loss. However, it's difficult to sustain and may lack essential nutrients the body needs. It's important to note the crash diets can can have harmful effects on your body. This includes muscle loss, nutrient deficiencies, metabolic slowdown, and a higher likelihood of regaining the lost weight once the diet is discontinued. Instead of resorting to extreme measures, focus on adopting a balanced and sustainable approach to weight loss, incorporating healthy eating habits and regular exercise. Myth number two, certain foods or diets can target specific areas for fat loss. This is known as spot reduction. Spot reduction diets claim to target specific areas of the body for fat loss. However, spot reduction is a myth. You cannot selectively lose fat from specific areas by following a particular diet. Weight loss occurs throughout the body based on your overall calorie deficit and your genetic factors. Nevertheless, some diets may claim to target certain body parts, but they do not deliver on those promises. Here's some examples of diets that have been falsely associated with spot reduction. You have abdominal diets, diets that claim to target abdominal fat, often known as belly fat diets. They usually involve specific exercises or eating plans. They may suggest foods that allegedly burn belly fat or focus on ab exercises. However, these diets do not selectively burn fat only from the belly area. There's thigh and butt diets. Similar to abdominal diets, these diets may claim to target fat in the thighs and the buttocks. They may recommend specific exercises or food choices, but spot reduction does not occur through diet alone. And then you have arm toning diets. These diets often suggest specific foods or supplements that supposedly help tone and reduce fat in the arms. However, no diet can target fat loss in specific areas of the body. It's important to understand that fat loss is a whole body process. When you create a calorie deficit through a balanced diet and regular exercise, your body will gradually reduce fat from various parts of your body, depending on your individual genetic factors. Instead of relying on the spot reduction diets, focus on your overall weight loss and body fat reduction by simply adopting a healthy and sustainable approach. Combine a balanced diet with adequate protein, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and healthy fats with regular exercise to achieve your weight loss goals. Are you enjoying what you're hearing? Head over to workfromtheway.com slash support to donate to the show or join one of our listener membership levels starting at just $1 per month. Myth number three, carbohydrates are the enemy and should be completely avoided. Carbohydrates play a significant role in weight loss and overall health. However, the type and quantity of carbohydrates you consume can influence the effectiveness of your weight loss efforts. Here are some pros and cons of carbohydrates when attempting to lose weight. Let's start with the pros. Carbohydrates are the body's primary source of energy. They fuel your muscles and your brain allowing you to perform daily activities and exercise efficiently during your weight loss journey. 
Many carbohydrate-rich foods, such as fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, are actually excellent sources of dietary fiber. Fiber helps you feel fuller for longer, reducing overall calorie intake and promoting satiety. Carbohydrate-rich foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains provide essential vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients that support your overall health. Including healthy carbohydrates in your diet helps to stabilize blood sugar levels. It prevents energy crashes and reduces the likelihood of binge eating due to extreme hunger. Carbohydrates are crucial for optimal athletic performance. If you're engaging in regular exercise as part of your weight loss plan, adequate carbohydrate intake can improve your workout performance and your recovery. Now some cons for carbohydrates in relation to weight loss. Some carbohydrate-rich foods like sugary snacks, pastries, refined grains are calorie-dense and can contribute to excessive calorie intake. Foods high in refined carbohydrates can cause rapid spikes in blood sugar. This can lead to an insulin response that may promote fat storage and hinder your weight loss. It's easy to overconsume carbohydrates, especially processed and high sugar options. Those can hinder your weight loss efforts if the calorie intake exceeds your expenditure. Refined carbohydrates and sugary foods can trigger cravings and emotional eating, making this challenging to adhere to a weight loss plan. Carbohydrates will bind with water in the body, so they lead to a temporary water weight gain. Reducing carbohydrate intake may lead to a rapid drop in water weight initially, which can be mistaken for actual fat loss. The key to effectively using carbohydrates for weight loss is choosing the right types and quantities of carbs. Focus on consuming complex carbohydrates from whole, unprocessed sources like fruits, vegetables, legumes, beans, and whole grains. Minimize intake of sugary foods, of refined grains, and processed snacks as they can hinder your weight loss efforts. Remember that successful weight loss is not just about one macronutrient. It involves a balanced diet, portion control, regular physical activity, and adopting a sustainable lifestyle. Myth number four, eating late at night causes weight gain. The belief that late night eating directly causes weight gain is a common myth that's been perpetuated for years. However, it's essential to understand that weight loss and weight gain are primarily determined by the overall balance of calories consumed versus calories expended over a more extended period, such as a day or a week. The idea that late-night eating inherently leads to weight gain is not supported by scientific evidence. Here's why the no-late-eating myth is misleading. Weight loss ultimately comes down to creating a calorie deficit, meaning you consume fewer calories than you burn, whether you eat those calories in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening doesn't matter as much as the total amount consumed throughout the day. Contrary to the myth, your metabolism does not drastically slow down at night. Your body's still active. It expends energy even during, even during rest. 
The total daily expenditure, the TDEE, is what matters for weight loss, not the timing of your meals. People have different schedules, different lifestyles, and different preferences. For some, eating late at night may be necessary due to work, family, or other commitments. What matters most is the overall quality of the diet and their lifestyle choices. Late night eating is often associated with unhealthy snack choices like chips, sweets, or fast food. These foods can be calorie dense and lead to weight gain if they're consumed regularly. However, it's not the timing of eating, but the food choices that can contribute to that weight gain. Hunger can strike you at any time, including late at night. Ignoring hunger cues or depriving yourself of food when you genuinely need it can lead to overeating later or disrupt your sleep, which ultimately can impact your overall health and your weight management. Your body can adapt to different eating schedules, and there's no inherent advantage to avoiding late-night eating for weight loss. What matters more is consistency in your overall eating pattern. However, it is essential to consider a few factors when eating late at night. First, be mindful of what you're eating and avoid mindless snacking in front of the TV or in front of the computer. If you do eat late at night, keep the portion sizes in check and avoid large meals that may lead to overconsumption. And there are some people who may experience discomfort or indigestion when eating too close to bedtime, and that does affect their sleep quality. In summary, the no late night eating myth is not supported by science when it comes to weight loss. What truly matters is your overall diet quality, your portion control, and your daily calorie balance. Focus on making healthier choices, staying within your calorie needs, and maintaining a balanced lifestyle to support your weight loss goals. Work from the Weight is recorded at Johns Creek Studios in Milton, West Virginia. Interested in sponsoring the studio? Head over to workfromtheweight.com slash support and sign up as the studio sponsor. Myth number five, skipping meals is an effective way to lose weight. Meal skipping can lead to weight gain instead of weight loss for several reasons. When you skip meals, your body may go into what's called starvation mode, slowing down your metabolism in order to conserve energy. This means your body burns calories at a slower rate, making it more challenging to create a calorie deficit needed for weight loss. Skipping meals can lead to increased hunger later in the day, causing you to overeat when you do finally have a meal. It can result in consuming more calories overall and offsetting any potential calorie deficit you may have had by skipping a meal. Skipping meals can cause fluctuations in your blood sugar levels, leading to cravings for high-calorie sugary foods. These sudden spikes and drops in blood sugar can make it harder to make healthy food choices and stick to a weight loss plan. When you skip meals, your body may turn to muscle tissue for energy, especially if you are not getting enough protein in, when you are eating. Losing muscle mass can slow down your metabolism even further and reduce your ability to burn calories effectively. 
Skipping meals may lead to nutritional deficiencies if you consistently miss out on essential vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients from various food groups. This can negatively impact your overall health and ultimately hinder your weight loss efforts. Skipping meals can leave you feeling unsatisfied and deprived, which can make it harder to stick to a healthy eating plan in the long run. Sustainable weight loss requires a balanced and satisfying diet. Meal skipping can disrupt your hormonal balance. This includes hormones that regulate appetite and satiety. Hormonal imbalances can lead to an increased desire for calorie-dense foods, making weight loss more challenging. It's important to note that intermittent fasting, and we talked about that on a previous episode, when done in a controlled and balanced manner, is different from simply skipping meals and can be an effective weight loss strategy for some individuals. Intermittent fasting involves a structured window of eating and can help regulate appetite and improve metabolic flexibility. For sustained weight loss and overall health, it's best to follow a balanced meal plan that includes regular nutritious meals and snacks to keep your metabolism steady and your hunger in check. Eating a well-balanced diet, controlling portion sizes, and incorporating regular physical activity are essential components of a successful weight loss strategy. It's time. It's time. It's weekly weigh-in time. As of the recording of this episode, I weighed in at 397.6 pounds. That sounds familiar. Just a quick peek behind the curtain here, but I'm recording this episode on the same day as the previous one. So there hasn't been a weight change since last week when you heard that episode. In the coming weeks, I'm I'm preparing to dive into my fasting, my water-only drinking, and my daily walks more and more to get the needle moving, to keep working from the weight. So stay tuned. See what the progress ends up being at the end of this stretch. And if you'd like to get weight updates to track my progress, visit workfromtheweight.com slash support and sign up for as little as a dollar per month to support the show. On the next episode of Work From The Weight, we'll continue our examination of the 10 weight loss myths and misconceptions, starting with myth six and working all the way to number 10 to finish out our list. Until then, keep working from the weight. Thank you for listening to Work From The Weight, a personal weight loss journey podcast. Visit workfromtheweight.com slash follow to see how you can follow the show and receive new episodes automatically when they're released.